My entitled sister-in-law stole our baby name and now she regrets it. Here's why. My wife and I spent four years trying to get pregnant before the wrong side of 35. We are currently 33 and are blessed with a wonderful infant son. My wife has a younger half-sister that she has been low contact with for some time. The woman is entitled and toxic and also her mother's golden child. We've refused to let her or my mother-in-law in the house since they both blatantly tried to make off with my wife's jewelry box a couple of years ago. The box contained a lot of valuable jewelry inherited from my wife's grandmother. Said jewelry is now in a safety deposit box as per my suggestion. My wife and I had nearly given up on trying to conceive when it suddenly happened and we were ecstatic. After we found out we were having a boy, we started to look into names. I ended up suggesting the name of my Scottish grandfather and my wife loved it. So that's the name we settled on. But we made the mistake of posting about it on social media. Well, no surprise to the stereotype in this mess. My sister-in-law was pregnant too and was a few months further along than my wife and also having a boy. She decided to claim my grandfather's name for her own son and not just the first name but the middle name too. We called her pissed over what she was doing and she smugly told us there's nothing we can do about it. Which she was sort of right. There was nothing we could do about it legally as it's not a crime to steal planned baby names. We realized that drama was exactly what my sister-in-law wanted. And she thought that by taking the name for herself, we wouldn't be able to use it. I laughed and told her that while what she did was dirty and underhanded, we would keep our chosen name. And she could just deal with it whether she decides to go through with copying us or not. Well, my sister-in-law's baby daddy called me and said that I was an unreasonable jerk for wanting to use the name after my sister-in-law claimed it. I said she claimed nothing. And since we couldn't own the name, then neither could they. Before he ended the call, he threatened me by saying, I'd be sorry if we didn't change the name. Then he hung up before I could respond. Months later, my sister-in-law has a healthy baby boy and names him my grandfather's name. We did not show up for the birth, both because of the pandemic and because we simply didn't care to be there. My sister-in-law called us wanting congratulations, but we told her we simply didn't care and that if she was insisting we change our baby's name, then she'd be in for some big disappointment because we were not going to change it. My sister-in-law demanded that I put my wife on the phone, but it was already on speaker. My wife spoke up and she said that she agrees with me entirely. We were not changing the name. My sister-in-law hung up on us, but soon started sending emails with text walls of names, even suggesting similar ones. I responded back that the name was from my grandfather and that's why we are not changing it. She shut up and we didn't hear from her again until after our son was born. Two months later, we were blessed with the son. He came out perfect and we named him just as we intended. Well, no surprise, my sister-in-law called us a few days after the birth to scream in our ears that we copied her son's name. I pointed out that she was the real copycat since she had no familial ties to the name at all and we did. And anyone who looks at our family trees could see that. Then my wife spoke and said after the attempted theft of her grandmother's jewelry, she no longer considered her sister her sister and would have nothing to do with her nephew 
either. For months, we were bombarded with messages and emails from my wife's side of the family. Half were on our side after finding out about the whole story and the other half were not. And my sister-in-law's baby's daddy, true to his word, showed up at my door to, quote, make me sorry. I'm not sure what his plan was, but I pretty much towered over him. I'm six foot, one inch, and well built from regular exercise and three trips to the gym a week. He, on the other hand, was very skinny and about five foot six with a baby face that was badly hidden by a slim beard. I told him that my house has cameras and to get off my property, and he never came back. He just yelled a few obscenities at me and drove off in his old beat up car. My sister in law and mother in law called us from a different number to yell at me for making my sister in law's baby's daddy feel emasculated. I didn't even think threaten the man. I just told him to leave and to not come back. And if he didn't want to feel emasculated, then he shouldn't have come knocking. Then they tried to bring up the issue of the baby's name again and demanded we change our son's name as, quote, he's so young, so there's plenty of time to do it. We held our ground and told them that they were bonkers to think that they were in the right after they just copied our choice of name just to try and get one over on us. I said my sister-in-law didn't even name her son out of love, but out of spite, just to try and stick it to my wife for no good reason. Then my wife called them both out on the way she was treated when growing up. How entitled my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law have always been and how she was glad to leave them far behind. She wants nothing from them and they won't have anything from us. That left sister-in-law sobbing and my mother-in-law called me a royal jerk before hanging up the phone. That was no contact again for a little while while my sister-in-law called us again sometime later to tell us bitterly that we'd won. She and her baby daddy got into a huge fight and he left. He was apparently very sore that my sister-in-law didn't let him even give their son a middle name from his family and he said he was sick of the BS and wanted his son named after him and not some guy he wasn't even related to. My sister-in-law finally caved and they got the boy's birth certificate reissued with a completely new name, which cost my sister-in-law around $500 or so she claims. My sister-in-law then demanded we at least compensate her for the name change, plus another $100 for the emotional damage she was going to have in order to get used to calling her son by a different name. We laughed and said this would never have happened if she hadn't stolen our baby name to begin with, and we didn't owe her anything. Since then, we've been no con contact at all with my sister-in-law and mother-in-law, but my father-in-law, who's a very nice man and divorced from my mother-in-law for obvious reasons, would come by often and loves his grandson. From what he and other relatives told us, the situation between my sister-in-law and her baby's daddy was pretty tumultuous, but we don't care. Not our monkeys, not our circus. Was I the jerk? This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why would you ever want to name your child after someone that you have nothing to do with? Somebody that is in your not immediate family, but pretty close to that. One of your in-laws and their family. Not only just the first name, maybe you like the first name and it sounds cool and you just want to use that, but the first name and the middle name. I completely understand why the baby's daddy would be so weirded out about this, but why would he be fighting for this in the first place, showing up at the OP's house if it wasn't something he really believed in? I mean, was he just totally coerced all the way by the sister-in-law in order to be upset with me now? This is the name I want. I mean, I wish I knew what the name was. What name could be so good that everyone would be fighting over? it. It's like a cellar door or something. I mean, we know that it is a Scottish grandfather. That's the only hint that we have. If you guys know of some Scottish name that sounds so great that people would fight over it and ruin their familial relationships, let me know what you think it might be down below in the comments. And after all of that, sister-in-law still wants $500 and... (laughs) The most hilarious part is that she wants $100 for emotional damage for having to call her baby a new name when she took this name from her own sister from a Facebook post. This whole situation is hilariously ridiculous. But let me know what you would do down below in the comments and let me know jerk or not a jerk and why. An entitled client thinks that everything can be solved by talking to the supervisor. For a little context, I was a receptionist at a medical clinic and it is not my job of choice. Even though I don't love my job, I take it seriously as other people's health is not a joke. I have seen many clients who are rude or disrespectful, including an elderly lady who tried to beat up my co-worker using her cane, which became the unit's internal joke for the month. In another day's work, a client arrives with three pages of exams to take, big but not the biggest I've ever seen, and as always, I added each exam to the system. Keep in mind that it is not the only step in the process. It is still necessary for some medical plans to make a additional requests and add each individual code to the back health insurance system. As the client was on the phone, the first part was very quiet, but when she finished the call, she started complaining and insisted on being in a very loud tone for the whole place to hear her, talking about how long I was taking and how much time she needed to be there. As professionally as possible, I said what I was doing, the most delayed part. I was attaching the order to a fixed agreement and waiting for the return. The client asked to speak to my supervisor, who was already coming to see what had happened. My supervisor knows this type of client very well, and he knows that it is not possible to do all the procedures by magic with all the professional words he explained to the client. The client did not accept what my supervisor said and demanded that my supervisor substitute me for opening the record. My supervisor, being responsible for the area, had to resolve the situation. Now comes the part that the client does not know. All the forms have to be opened at the login of who was making
making the request and I was no longer responsible. With a big smile, I erased everything I spent almost two hours doing and as a bonus, I had to cancel the request for the medical insurance. Good luck having to wait another two hours for a completed medical record to be done again. In addition to the time after the exams are approved and in the health insurance, was I the jerk? There's some clarification questions that people asked like, so if the person who made the initial request drops dead, all of their work has to be redone. And the answer is unfortunately yes, but it is partly because it is not so safe in terms of it. The system is normally opened by an internet browser. And if you have the password, it can be opened on a cell phone, which is against the rules. And basically if you open more than two internet tabs, it can crash the page. The normal way is to request and only have one page. So it's very fast to open. In this story, the client, I guess the patient here is probably just frustrated and wants to get something going, but there definitely are people that take out too much of their frustration on the person behind the phone. So I don't really know how unusual this is that the patient wanted to speak to the manager. I feel like that would probably happen more often than it seems, especially when you're dealing with somebody's medical issues, even if it's only records. So let me know what you would do if you're in this situation. Was what the OP did too harsh or do you think it was justified? Let me know down below. A lady thought I was trans because I got my wife tampons. This happened last weekend. On weekends, I work part-time delivering food for DoorDash. In my area, I make pretty good side money. Last Saturday, my wife texted me to stop by the store after work and pick her up some tampons and she sends me a photo of the box that she needs. I'm a guy. I've never used one so I would be clueless without that information. So here I am standing in the aisle looking at all the female products still confused and lost even with the photo because well I don't see it on the shelf. Then I hear a lady say see no matter how you dress you're still born a woman. I look up to see who is talking to who and I see her just standing there glaring at me. A Karen I'm guessing in her late 40s, not much older than me. I respond with, I'm sorry, were you talking to me? As I look around and notice her and I are the only two in the aisle, she just rolls her eyes and starts to rant about trans and so on. And she's being very insulting to anyone that is trans. So after she finishes, I just start laughing. Her face turns as red as my DoorDash mask that I'm wearing into the store. She starts to scream when I cut her off. I'm six foot one, 280 pounds, and I say, look, lady. If I was born a woman, would I look as clueless and lost as I do right now? Have you not ever seen a man buy tampons for a woman? See, this is called being a good husband. My wife wants tampons and I'll be damned if I come home empty handed. I like keeping my head attached during the demonic possession week that you women have once a month. And I see you're taking yours out on me right now. I hold up my phone and point at the picture. Now, do you see this damn brand on the shelf? She backed away, eyes big, face drained and walked pretty quickly down the aisle, tearing up. I finally found the brand, checked out, and made my wife happy. Was I the jerk? This is one of those situations where the lady wants to jump into a situation that has nothing to do with her. Why would it matter if this person was trans or not? It has absolutely nothing to do with her, but she's probably walking around just waiting to say something like this to someone and thought this was the perfect opportunity until the expectation was not something that she expected at all. That it's just a husband trying to buy this for his wife. And if the OP had been trans, then what? Then they would get into a big fight about it? This whole thing seems kind of pointless to engage in from the perspective of this lady trying to give the OP a hard time just for being there. But let me know what you would do if you're in this situation and jerk or not a jerk and why.